to be in this house tonight. We ought to be so thankful that we're just able to be in the Lord's house and to be among God's people and worship together and endeavor to draw closer to God service. We should never get to the place where that we think we as close to the Lord as we should be or could be. We should ever be striving to do His will and obey Him. We're thankful for Brother Jonathan letting us come and preach in his pulpit tonight because uh, it's just an honor to be with you again. If you got your Bible and would like to, Turn to Philippians, the third chapter. We had wanted to preach something different than what we'll be preaching tonight, but I don't ever feel like I do anything justice, but We thought about preaching about the Antichrist. And it's a very needed subject. But somehow I just felt like I especially couldn't do it justice tonight. I won't do this one too much justice. But we better wake ourselves up. perilous times he's not standing on the doorstep they're knocking at the door and if you're going to do anything for Christ you better do it while it's yet day the night's coming we won't be able to work if you would please stand reading of the Word of God in Philippians, the third chapter, verse 13 and 14. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and pressing that find a place but reaching forth to those things which are before, I press toward the mark of the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. I need you to stretch your hand this way and pray for me 
the Lord would touch me tonight because I'd like to preach. Melody, if you would, take us to the Lord in prayer. Join her, please. thought tonight, a new start. Sometimes we need just to feel like we need to forget about everything that's happened and is happening to us in life. And just make a clean new start. And that's what Paul is talking about in these few verses of Scripture. Now, in the book of Philippians, Paul speaks of affliction. He talks about bonds, adversity, conflict, sorrow upon sorrow. He suffered the loss, he says, of all things faced the enemies of the cross of Christ, and, we, and so were we if we live for Christ. Now, if you ain't suffering anything for Christ, I won't say anything else. You need to be suffering things for Christ to be so in your life above everything else. You need to do everything you can to put your best forward. Forget about your failures, your faults. And do like Christ told us to do. If you're going to be worthy of me, take up your cross and follow me. I'm not to follow you, I'm to follow Christ. I'm to look to him as a burden bearer. I'm to look to him for the one that sustains me in my battle and in the, the trials and the tests that come across my way. 
He's speaking about fellowship. He speaks about peace. He speaks about grace and prayer. He talks about excellent things, greatness, sincerity, about preaching, about love, about hope, about expectation, about boldness. He's about to cover the whole scenario of the Christian life. He's telling us what we should be doing and what God's expecting of us to do. And so we are to, he talks about uh, loving your brother. He talks about the crowns you're working for, laboring for, what you're seeking after. And if you're not seeking after, you're just falling behind in your relationship with God. And all of us feel in our lives that there are times that we feel like we just ought to just give it up, just lay things aside. We've done all we can, but there's no time for giving up. There's no time for looking back. You got to look forward. The past is past. You can't change it. I don't care who you are, where you come from. You can repent of your fall or your failure, but you can't change it. There's a, a multitude of things I'd like to change in my life that have happened, but I can't change them. All I can do is say, God, have mercy on me. Touch me. Strengthen me. And if you were to tell me today that if you're a Christian and you had never failed God, I won't tell you what I would, might would tell you privately. <laughs> Amen. Because the Bible says we have all sinned and come short of the glory of God. But you see, I can't dwell on what has happened to me before I met Christ and things that even have happened since I met Christ. I've got to press forward. Look ahead, not behind. Paul here is talking about the things that he himself it's like he's in a race. You and I are in a race tonight. We are trying to run this race and finish it with the help and the grace of God and the prayers of the people of God. As he says, pray one for another in the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous availeth much in the sight of God. But sometimes we just rather condemn or find fault. You can find all the fault with me you want. But what you ought to do is pray for me and my faults that I might correct my faults and go forward and begin to start again. How many times have you ever been knocked down? Been knocked down a lot of times in my life. I've been sued for what I preached or said, God took care of it. 
I've had people to tell me that the church of God would be better off if they didn't have preachers like me. <laughs> I just laughed at them and said, well, can't have everything, I reckon. <laughs> you know, but God wants us to be like Paul, forgetting those things which are behind. Amen. You see, some of us are so stuck on the things that we have accomplished in our lives that we think we have done better than so many others that it hinders us in going forward with the Lord. I'm better. I'm doing better. I'm living better. I look more like a Christian. I act more like a Christian than all the rest of them. You see me? You can't find no fault in me. I'm just better than all of you. God help you. You're an ignoramus. You don't know what you're talking about. Paul here is talking about being happy. You ought to be happy that God has saved you from your sins and that you got a chief shepherd that's watching over you and taking care of you every day of your life. And when you fail or you falter, he don't try to knock you down. I might try to knock you down a notch too, but he don't. He'll just come by, and if you allow him, he'll pick you up. Like the man did on the road of a mess, I believe it was, to the fellow that had been stoned and robbed. Some of us would just pass him by. Like the priest and others. But see, one went, took time just like the Lord takes time to help us. And there have been times in my life that the Christian people, when I would fall down, didn't do a whole lot to help me get up. They said, some of them would say, well, I knew he wasn't going to last, no way. But you see, God would help me make a new start. Go forward. If nobody else didn't help me up, he'd come by, pick me up, bind up the wounds that my fellow man, fellow Christians could have bound me up in, but didn't. And then he'd come and pour in the oil, Revive my spirit. Hallelujah. To get up, son. Don't lay there and waller in your failure or your fall. Stand up. Paul here is telling us in these verses. Here's what Paul is after when we look at the Scriptures. He said that I might know him. Oh, that's what all of us might ought to know. 
That ought to be all of us, all of our desires. That I might know him and the power of the resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering being made conformable unto death, if by any means I might obtain unto the resurrection of the dead. God's looking for me and you to be a living example of what he saved us for. He didn't save me and you to grumble and complain. He didn't save me or you to be a judge. He saved us to take up our cross and follow God. Hallelujah. Follow him in the highways and the hedges and the byways. Go out and compel him to come into the house of God that they might find the same Lord and Savior that we found or he found me and brought me out. They used to tell my mom, my mom's family said, that boy of yours will be in jail for the rest of his life if he ain't careful by the time he's 20 years old. And it was by the mercy of God a few times I didn't get locked up. But see, God has been merciful to me. He looked beyond my faults. He looked beyond the condition that I was in. And knew I needed a friend. Hallelujah. I needed him when I didn't have any other friends. Amen. Everybody looked down. He's nothing. But God said he could take a lump of clay and mold it and make it into something that man, that mom and dad, sisters or brothers can't make you into. He can make you over again, brand new. So you can start out a new, fresh walking life. So that you can face the world and say, I know in whom I have believed. That I'm persuaded he's able to keep that, that I've committed unto him against that day. Hallelujah. I'm happy tonight that I'm washed in the blood of the Lamb. Hallelujah. Don't worry about too much about what you think about how I look or how I carry on in life. I'm just concerned about my relationship with God. And if I've got my relationship right with God, my relationship will be right with my wife. It'll be right with my children. It'll be right with my fellow Christian man. Hallelujah. And I won't be trying to push them down. I'll be trying to lift them up and exalt them before the Lord because the Lord invites us to come to him with our care and he said cast all your cares upon him or he careth for you he cares about who you are where you are and what kind of fellowship you're having with your own self and with God almighty hallelujah you cannot be happy unless you got a relationship with God almighty you can have a relationship with the world but it won't make you happy it'll only make you gloomy it'll only give you a hangover it'll only cause you to go deeper out in the 
the darkness uh, and into the willows of lie. But God said, Behold, I am the Lamb of God that taketh away the sins of the world. And God, He covered me. Hallelujah. And give me a brand new start. And I want to use you for my glory. I want to use you as you are. Hallelujah. I'll change you things in your life, but I want you to be different. I want you to be who I call you to be, not who I call somebody else to be. I want you to work under the power and the inspiration of the Holy Ghost of God. Hallelujah. He said, when the, he said, ye shall receive the Holy Ghost. Ye shall receive, be filled with the power of the Spirit of the living God. I cannot do anything on my own. I can't even make a brand new start without God filling me with His Spirit day by day. Oh, Lord. Getting too old, Sister Bueller. (laughs) It starts to hurt all over. (laughs) Listen. I can rest tomorrow. Hallelujah. He said that I might know him and the power of his resurrection. The fellowship I would to God that we as Christians would put more attention to fellowship with his suffering. If you're going to be a Christian and you're going to be anybody for Christ, you're going to have to suffer the things of Christ to be so. Oh, preacher, don't preach to me like that. I don't know how to tell you any other way. Paul is telling us here that we ought to have joy in the midst of our suffering. You ought to be thankful. A few weeks ago, I preached on prayer when they prayed. They didn't go crying to God because they were suffering. Amen. You let me go to suffering a little bit, and I go to whining like a pup. But the older I get, the more I need to just stand up and praise the Lord. Like those people back there, Melody and Acts, when they praised God because he counted them worthy to suffer for the cause of Christ. They were new people after they had an encounter from the heavenly world. Hallelujah. Peter had denied him, but he went out and wept bitterly. Oh, hallelujah. I I think there's nothing that should break my heart or your heart more than when we fail God. Amen. Amen. But I'll tell you, if you do fail him, 
And you come before him with a contrite heart. Humble yourself before God. They, they, well, sometimes we pray, Lord, humble me. God's not going to humble you. You're going to humble yourself. He says, humble yourself, therefore, before God. Present your body as a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world. My God, we need to preach that today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, preacher, you, you, you just stay on the negatives. Let, I, I'm reminded of two preachers way back yonder, and I'd like, wish I could recall the name I've read in the book. But they preached revivals together. One of them, they made a good couple because one of them would preach what you're going to get if you serve God, and the other would preach what you're going to get if you don't serve God. We need that kind of preaching in the church today. Some preachers are called to tell you what you're going to get if you go to heaven. Some preachers are called to tell you what you're going to get if you go to hell. And you don't serve God. But see, we need to daily renew our relationship with God. I, I don't want, God don't want us to try to live on yesterday's manner. God's got some brand new manner for you right here tonight. If you just open your heart to the Word of God and accept the Word of God into your life and say, Lord, I'm willing. But most of us, the Lord's still trying to persuade us. Take your horse up. But listen, God wants us to keep, keep going. Paul is saying that the past should not be our standards. I know sometimes in my own preaching, I talk about my home church. Me and my brother often talk together about it and talk about how blessed. We were. But see, I can't go back there and live in that church. It's been torn down. Amen. You know what God wants me to do? He wants me to look up. Keep going forward. Remembering those things I learned back there and adding to them. Because you see, way back there, they made some mistakes, too. I said they made mistakes, too. Hallelujah. You will make mistakes, but you need to just go forward. Look up. Draw nigh to God. Spend time with Him. The Lord's learned me in the last two months. I couldn't hardly pray much above a whisper. My head would feel like it was going to explode. But I learned to talk to him, though. Hallelujah. It was just like 
before Adam and Eve sinned and he come down in the cool of the day. Hallelujah. Fellowship with me. Hallelujah. Let me know he was going to let me start over. But sometimes we have to do our first works over. Get serious with God. If you want God to be serious with you in your new start. And every morning you get out the bed ought to be a new start. Every time you come to church, you ought to come with the belief God's going to bless you. The singing. God's going to bless the worship. God's going to reveal new things. Hallelujah. He wants to touch you tonight. He wants to make you over again. Oh, preacher, I'm saved. Praise God. But he wants you to get closer to him. He wants you to know him. Paul here is talking about an intimate relationship with God. He's not just talking about a congregational relationship. You know what makes congregational relationships so great? Individual relationships with God. If you don't come and add nothing to the church, you ought not expect anything from the church. Most people don't expect much from the church <laughs> I'll get off of that Henry amen but listen you, you've got to forget the past you got to go forward I can't depend on what I had this morning I've got to have a new relationship with him tonight. You have to. Amen. God feeds you. I don't know about you, but my wife can. She's a pretty good cook. I about got her cooking pretty good. Now she's a good cook. But now when she cooks, she cooks too much sometimes, and she expects me to eat it too long. Sometimes we're like that spiritually. God blesses us, and we try to stretch it out too long. Man, you ought to have been to church last Sunday. Sunday, last Sunday's gone. I'm here tonight to have church and have a relationship with God and with you. But if my relationship with God is not right, my relationship with you won't be worth a plug nickel. Got to start over. Got to build altars. Got to get out and visit the sick. Oh, my. You know what we used to do on Sunday evening? Yeah, I am.
I'm referring to my home church again. There was a man in that church was sick. They give him up to die. The men's Sunday school class, one of the brethren says, you know something? says, we ought to go and pray for that fellow. They said, you know, that's a pretty good idea. They broke out of some of their old routines. You say, you want something new? God's got something new for you. You know what they did? About a dozen or so of them said, let's go pray for him. They went and prayed for him. God, he had cancer. And that's been 60-some years or 70 years ago. They prayed for him. You know what happened? They brought him back to church with them that night. <laughs> you know what God did? He made him a permanent member there for about 50 years that he didn't hardly miss a service. You want God to do something new in your church? Get out and do something new for God. If, you want, if you're satisfied just where you are, you will never accomplish anything for God. If you complain, say, I'm too tired. I, I tell him sometimes I'm getting old. <laughs> but God wants me to get up and do something new. You know what new things will do for you? They're like a new suit of clothes. They'll make you feel a little different. I don't know. I ain't bought none in a while. <laughs> Amen. Trying to wear out some of the ones and live long enough to wear them all out, Keith. And maybe the Lord lets you wear yours out. <laughs> God help us. We need new things to happen in the house of God. We don't need to go in the same old rut knowing just what to do, when to do, how to do. Oh, hallelujah. Don't give God no time to work. Boy, you're quiet. Don't get too quiet on me. But you need to come in here and say, Lord, let us have a different service. How long has it been since somebody really got out in earnest and sought God for salvation? How long has it been since you spent time talking with God because your children are lost? Don't you think it's time for some new things to happen? Amen. Paul here is talking about forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth. He's not just sitting there and saying, now come on, Lord, and do it. He's reaching out. One translation says he's stretching out. Another says he's doing all he can, straining every muscle. Make it a cross. Have you strained yourself any lately? Spiritually? I don't want to get hard with you, so wake up. 
But we need some new things to happen. My, my, I've preached and been in church and for service after service as a pastor. Watch us come in dry, go out dry. When God wants us to rejoice, praise God. Get victory way down in our soul to spring up in us. Say, I can do all things. Hallelujah. Yes. You can't do it yourself. You're going to stay in the same old routine, same old rut. Unless you reach out to higher heights, go to deeper depths, grow stronger in your relationship with God, stronger in your relationship with your fellow Christian brother or sister. New things. New start. I preached this sermon some time ago, but I showed it and preached it like this. I'm about to get lost myself. You start going forward, not blacking behind. Paul said, we must all go forward. We must not allow the past to detract us from proper concern on the present. right kind of concern for the present. Preachers can stand up and preach and tell us what is upon us in the present time. And it's like water on a duck's back. I know I sit there. I've listened to it. We just pass it off. And God's trying to tell us, get up. Move forward. Quit holding back, waiting on somebody else. Do you know that um, we can give an altar invitation, but to get that first person to move, you almost need a stick of dynamite. I don't know what it is, but then it'll make, when that first person ever makes a move, it'll call somebody else to realize, I need to move too. Be that first person. Don't wait for somebody else to say, praise the Lord. Don't wait for somebody else to raise their hand. Don't wait for somebody else to say, Amen. Don't wait for somebody else to glorify God. Glorify God with all that's within you. Pray ye the Lord. Give Him glory. Hallelujah. Oh my, I got to, I need to hush. I wish sometimes that people would Feel what preachers feel when they preach and get feeling good. We'd have some different services. 
Paul here is, is telling us that we, can, we cannot correct our errors in the fullness. You can't undo what you've done. God won't even undo what's been done. He'll forgive you, but he won't undo it. You're to forget about it and go forward. Do something for the Lord. Paul says here, we're to reach forth to those things which are before us. Forgetting and reaching forth, both are important. The Greek for reaching forth means to stretch out. Go out. Go the limit. Paul was not concerned about the past. He was concentrating on the things that laid before him, and he's pressing on. Let us press on. Paul said in Galatians, I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me, and the life that I now live, I live to the glory of God. They're the press towards the mark of the prize of the high calling of God. Most people don't even think about it. The prize, the reward. Press in the Greek means to pursue. Are we pursuing God? Or we just wait and let God pursue us? We need to press on. And we need to go forward. Another translation says we ought to push on to the goal of the prize of God and our heavenly call in Jesus Christ. Luke tells us the laws and the prophets were unto John, but since that time the kingdom of God is preached. What a, and, and what does he tell us a little later? That every man ought to press his way towards God. Are you pressing? Are you pushing? Or are you sitting? Oh my. We need to lay hold on the promises of God, which are yea and amen. How are, how are we to press forward? And I'm going to skip some of this and close. What do you mean, preacher, when you're talking about pressing forward? It means to seek deeper experiences in the Lord. We have shallow experiences sometime with the Lord. We need to learn how to pray through. We need to be sensitive to the will of the Spirit and not quench the Spirit or grieve the Spirit. Have you ever grieved the Spirit? I can tell you every one of us has. Sometime or another. We, 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 the Lord will tell you to sometime just to lift up your hand or say, praise the Lord. I tell you to say something. Say, not me, Lord. Let somebody else do it.
See, they can't see it just like you see it. They may say it more eloquent. But if God believes it's something on your heart for you to say to a church, it can change the entirety of the church service. And all of you know that. And we've got to obey the Lord and seek those deeper experiences in the Lord and pour out your heart to the Lord and go forward, forgetting those things which are behind. I'm pressing forward to the things of God. Let us forget the past. All we have achieved and the things we haven't achieved, the things we failed in, and the things we have succeeded in, and go on with God. Don't try to go on alone. Go on with the help and the grace and the mercy of God. Do you want to deeper experience with the Lord. That was mighty weak. You probably didn't know whether you really wanted to or not. You see, way back yonder, you'd ask a Pentecostal church that question. You'd have scared all the mice out of the house. Amen. But you see, we, we, we're sort of hemmed in, set in our rules and regulations that are man-made, not God. Because who can know the mind of God? Somebody right here tonight if they had maybe obeyed the Lord, you wouldn't have had to listen to this preacher. Wouldn't that have been great? God could have turned this place upside down with one or two words that were spoke rightly. Oh, I feel God. People need to learn to be obedient. We try to teach them everything else. But people need to be obedient to the merciful Spirit of God. And we need to be like Isaiah. Say, here am I, Lord, if you want to use me. Go ahead and use me. I'm ready. Do you want God to use you? He's not going to use you anymore until you change. We all have to change and do things sometime different so God be lifted up. And he said, if I be lifted up, what will he do? Draw all men. That includes you ladies too. <laughs> Amen. He'll draw people to God. You love him? I'd like for you before Brother Randy comes, I'd like for you just 
for a moment, if you would. If you just stand up. And tell God what you want Him to do in your church. Not how to do it. But Lord, we want a spirit completely filled house where men and women can come and lay their burdens on an altar and walk out on a new life. Because the life giver is present. Our Father, we thank you for these dear people, their pastor. We pray your blessings upon them and their pastor and his companion. And we pray, Lord, that you would give him greater wisdom day by day and use him mightily for this generation that he's living in. Ours is past. And we pray, Lord, for the outpouring of your Spirit where men and women will hold his hands up. Pray for him that God would pour out his Spirit on him and he'd preach like a man sent from God and instruct you in the way of holiness and purity that he would bless the men and women of this congregation that they would do great exploits for God and watch God work and build them a greater house of God for the time we're living in right now. Not yesterday, but today. And we'll praise you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Brother Randy. Thank you, Brother Randy. I want to thank the Lord for His presence. Thank the Lord for everything He's done for us. I know that uh, I said earlier today that the words of Bernard used in the sermon mirror sometimes the words I've said when I preach these last two. Sometimes I think the words helps us to understand better. I think the Lord touches other people what's been said to where he's trying to get his point across to listen and sometimes we just need to listen to what he's got to say and execute it so thank you brother Art I appreciate your words this morning as well I appreciate your walking with the Lord and your urge to give us mercy and grace thank you Lord for everything you've done Lord tonight as we come before